Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm joined by Seth Dietlin. We've just been having an amazing chat off air, but I won't send you all the spoilers right now. I'm going to let you hear from Seth in just a moment. Now, Seth loves to reveal to his audience how they can access power that they have to shape their reality with a system called the Miracle Method. And in our next episode, we're really going to dive into that. Seth is an amazing intuitive. He's a certified hypnotherapist and a conscious awareness teacher. Welcome, Seth. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. And hello to all of you out there. Thank you. Now, a little bit first, you also run your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I have two podcasts, actually. One is uh, Talk to My Angels. And in that uh, podcast, I talk about uh, the angels coming to me 20 years ago and what they revealed relevant to our current times. So 20 years ago, when they came to me, they t- they told me about what we would be experiencing to ascend in consciousness and that our outer reality would become different as a result of it. So 20 years, I've been downloading this information from the angels, and now suddenly it's become relevant because we're all aware that we are in the throes of those changes. The angels like to use the bathroom remodel analogy. So we're in the demolition phase, and we're going to get into the remodel phase here soon. And then I have another podcast that's launching soon called Earth Angels International. So many of us are angels here on Earth, meaning that we have a mission to uh, raise consciousness on the planet. And so this is about discovering the lives of other conscious luminaries who have discovered that they have a message for humanity. And so letting that message be heard, that will raise consciousness. Beautiful. Now, I just love your take on the world. And I always ask my guests the same three questions. And I really am intrigued by the different answers that I get. So here comes your first one. Seth, what can your expertise do to accelerate health? Now, when we're talking health, it's not just the physical, but it's also the emotional and the spiritual. Right. And they're really all tied together, honestly, as you well know. And the angle that I come from, and this is what I've learned through hypnotherapy and communicating with the angels, is that it's all consciousness. Now, that's a great word, right? 
But what does it mean? It's our awareness. It's our psychic energy. We can use all kinds of words for it. It's our soul. But at a higher level, we have an intelligence. And that intelligence is something that we're really beginning to tap into. And so what I, how I direct people in this particular sense is by actually the word alignment, being connected, being tapped in. You could either live the regular life, go to work, get stuck in traffic, pay your bills, or we wake up consciously and begin to tap that potential. And even though it seems like something that happens inside of us, that's above our mind, above our logical mind, and then in our soul's intelligence, that energy has a way of actually creating miracles. It has a way of creating perfect health. It has a way of getting us where we need to be. And it has a way of guiding us in every little nuance of our lives. I couldn't agree more. Many people that I find are actually spiritually disconnected. So you talk about talking to your angels. So many people do not see that different realm or they can't feel it for one reason or another. They've blocked that pathway. And it's kind of become a bit of a a woo-woo idea that there is another consciousness. What are some basic ways that people can actually connect to that realm? Well, first of all, great question. Thank you. First of all, just acknowledging that they're there. And I agree, it's considered a little woo-woo, but it's becoming a lot less woo-woo as we really are looking to grab onto something that saves us or that gives us peace. And that's one of the things that the angels do. And prior to this time, you know, they came to channels to herald in this time, but one of the things that they've been saying to me for the last 20 years is that they would become a lot bigger part of our normal world as we go through these changes. And we can speak to them like we would speak to, if we're religious, speak to the divine or whatever, we can speak to the angels. And as we raise our own vibration, we're going to find ways to hear back from them. And I'll use an example of something that happened to me yesterday. This is what's possible. And it may sound woo-woo, and then it might not sound woo-woo. I was going to get a printer, and I sort of put it off and put it off just because. And yesterday, the angels told me to look inside of a certain app, you know, that there was a printer on sale. And I thought, well, that's funny because, and they even gave me the price, $59.99. And I thought, that's funny. If, if I go on there and that printer is that price, I'm going to go get it. And I opened up the app and sure enough, there was a printer, $50 off. Well, I get to the store and I access the app again to see what aisle it's in. And it says it's not there. And I'm like, nope, the angel sent me here. And sure enough, there was one left. So when we get to that level, by initially inviting them in, the next thing you know that's going to happen is that we're going to get that kind of guidance because we're going to be receptive to it. And we're going to learn to speak the language of energy in between them and just focus on the knowing that they give us. So we we can do many things and and to bring them in, invite them in, just invite them in without fear. And then by actually focusing on creating a communication with them, that communication will become stronger and stronger. 
it's sort of like a radio band for those of you who remember the old radios that used to tune in. And it's just a frequency. And once you tap into that frequency and discover it, and they want you to discover it, that's the greatest part, especially right now. They really want you to, to speak to them. And once you access that frequency, then you can't even turn it off anymore. Couldn't agree more with the world in turmoil and certainly here in Australia. You know, things just aren't looking fantastic. Let's just leave that there. I myself have been having dreams at night of my grandparents talking to me and almost taking me back in time to situations that weren't healed or weren't complete or didn't turn out the way I needed them to be or wanted them to be. And I've had my grandparents with me, taking me back through that, rewriting the history. And I've been waking with these, I guess, messages from the other side. And all the emotional turmoil has gone. I've never had that experience before, but it's been happening now for a couple of months. So is that my grandparents coming as my angels? That is your grandparents coming in and of themselves, because once that channel is open, we can bring the angels in and our relatives. And let me share something with you. I have so much love for Australia. I've been sending so much light and love to Australia uh, right now and the whole world uh, for what we're all experiencing. And at the other end of this is definitely something amazing. You know, I asked the angels one time, what can I do to use my ability to help, you know, or to empower the world through this time? I know I'm called to do it. And I went into a meditation and the angels came in and this is how they'll come in. They'll come in in meditation, a very deep meditation. I take people into hypnosis and in hypnosis, you can tap into your guides there and your, and also your loved ones. And the angels, they took me into a space where they said that it's just you. There is no adversary. It's all part of the, it's all part of the hologram there on earth. And what happens when you tap into that is you begin to change your results, but there's so many different ways that they can reveal things to you. And when they speak to you in a certain way, there's just a knowing and it's such a complete language that it defies description and absolutely, uh, our relatives will come in and take us to places where we'll see something that we need to see so that we have the higher level and so that we're not seeing things as they appear. Let's say that. That's beautiful. Now, Seth, I always ask people about wealth. So many people think that wealth is just money, just finances. So what are your top three tips to creating wealth, be it financial, but also the personal and the emotional wealth? Yes. And it's true. Wealth is a holistic and robust perspective in that sense, because it not only incorporates your financial ability or your financial health, it also includes your physical health but also how happy are you every day? And if you're in your head and indulging negative thoughts, or if you're bombarded with negativity, 
You could have all the money in the world, but a miserable experience. So wealth on all levels comes from alignment. And the three tips that I like to give on that is one, be mindful of how you feel. When I say feel, I mean feel. And I'll explain something that I do in hypnotherapy that's very helpful. I begin by regressing a client to one of their most happiest moments. And I would invite the audience to do that as well. Regress yourself into one of the most happiest moments of your life. And you'll notice that just by recalling it, that you're going to feel the same experience that you felt. And it's so undescribable, but that's actually the feeling that we get when we're connected or when we're in alignment. We don't feel that way because we won the spelling bee or just cashed a $100,000 check. We feel that way because we're aligned to the divine. I know that rhymes. And so that feeling is from divine alignment. Well, we'll recall that feeling when we recall that experience. It doesn't matter, but it's an easy portal to get back into alignment. And so I invite uh, my, my clients to allow that feeling to permeate them because all it does is actually plugs them back into the divine. The other one I say is to be aware of any interference because there's a lot of interference that comes in and takes us away from that feeling because that feeling is like a tuning fork. When we are aligned to the divine, what will then happen is that we're going to attract in the equivalent of that feeling through experiences that are going to show up. Now, there is interference in this reality. And as an actor from Hollywood, I can tell you one of them is Hollywood films and television, which is a form of toxicity, but also anything toxic that we put in our body that will take us off mentally. It will take us off in many different ways, but once it takes it out of alignment, it takes away our ability to be powerful enough to attract what we want and to be in an aligned state. Spending time in nature, indulging in healthy relationships, those are ways of actually making sure that the interference is kept down to a minimal. And the other one, we're getting into a place where we're really pioneering the knowing that what we live in is a lot more malleable than what we've been led to believe. So understand that your imagination is actually your creative faculty. One of the things that the angels taught me is that the screen in our mind that we could call the third eye or whatever we imagine, that same screen is what we use for channeling is the same thing that we would use for imagination. So make sure that your imagination is open, your creative faculty is open, and that you're open to be able to see. And you don't just say, oh, well, that's just my imagination. Well, it comes through the same channel. Your imagination is receptive too, which is why it's a great thing that children love to do and they feel whole when they do. So what happens is that when we begin to believe what we visualize, what's in our mind, we don't say that it's, oh, it's our imagination. We say, oh, that's an act of receptivity. I'm getting this vision from the divine. And by not allowing ourselves to think, oh, well, that's just my imagination and it's not going to happen, by, but just going, wow, that was sent to me from above. That means there's a path to get there. And it might take some time, but yes, you'll get there. So be in that imaginative state because it's one way that the divine can communicate with us is to allow something to come through that same channel. That's great. Thank you so much for that. 
Now, we do talk about weight loss here. So many people battle their weight quite needlessly, whether they need to gain weight, whether they need to lose weight. And we know that stress itself can be a major cause in weight problems, but so can blocked pathways, be it neural, be it physical, be it emotional or spiritual. So I guess my question is, have you ever battled your weight? And what was your trigger to lose it if you did? And what can you offer the listeners to help them on that that journey? So yes, I actually have battled weight and still do. And that is because a lot of people who are sensitive and empathic tend to subconsciously put on weight as a protective mechanism in this world, because when you're sensitive, you're connected to a high vibrating energy and the world around us isn't necessarily in sync with that. So it's sort of protection from being taken advantage of and from having to get too close to people and things like that, which is one way we can struggle with it. And you're right. It does have a myriad of effects on us. So for example, stress will create pharmacology such as cortisol and and other hormones that trigger weight gain. And so, yes, being at peace and doing mindful activities is a wonderful way to begin to reverse that process. And conversely, uh, being stressed out can trigger unnecessary gain. One of my personal experiences that I could offer the audience is that of body dysmorphia, because if you spend a certain amount of time being overweight, and uh, when I was working as an actor in Hollywood, then I got to the gym and had this like specific diet and it was going really, really well. But when I looked in the mirror, I could never see it. I could never see it whatsoever. And it was interesting because it's an opportunity to love yourself, but not your physical self, your true entire self in that sense. And I do find that self-love actually can melt the pounds off. And so if we're stuck in the sort of echo of, I feel bad about myself, so I withhold love from myself, so I'm going to keep the weight on, we have to start loving ourselves at our current weight. And then what happens is the pounds start melting off. And very often, some of those pounds, we might be seeing through body dysmorphia. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I myself went on a weight loss journey. I went from... 144 kilos, and I'm not a very tall person, right down to 69 kilos. And I thought, this is fantastic. And then I got sick. And because I couldn't put my focus where it needed to be, and the disease was taking over my mind, the weight came back. Didn't all come back. I got back up to 90. And I guess for me, it was really connecting with what was the subconscious driver, because when I looked in the mirror, I saw 144 kilos, even at 69 kilos. So it was almost like what I was seeing was the physical prophecy because I had disconnected from self. And it wasn't until I really did start going down that self-care route and really caring about who I was, not what I looked like, that it started slowly coming off again. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. You know, I used to go shopping for clothes when I had lost a lot of weight, but I wouldn't try anything on. And I'd go straight to the big girls section at Kmart, not 
to the off the rack size 10 section that I should have been at. So many people don't realize they have body dysmorphia. What would be the things that stand out for you to be able to tell them so that they can recognize that what they're seeing is not what's happening? Well, first of all, we can't hear what people are telling us because, for example, we would get feedback in our acting classes and people would always label me as fit. I'm like, who, me? Who are you talking about? So we can start to listen when people give us that sort of feedback. But even more important than that, I feel guided to mention this because when we go out about our day and we feel good about ourselves, our whole entire reality and experience is a mirror, mirroring that back to us. And if we feel great about ourselves, people open doors for us, people smile. I was in a Starbucks drive through and the person in front of me who didn't even encounter me bought my drink. I got up to the window and they said, oh, the person in front of you bought the drink. And when you go out not feeling good about yourself, all of a sudden you encounter the opposite. And if you take that one step further into that dysmorphia, when you start to actually feel good about what you do, you're going to see the results that you want to see, and they will show up in the mirror. But we also have to remember that what we see in the mirror is from a way different angle than other people see us. And we forget that. We're not told that. And so, you know, I walked around for the longest time thinking I was the only one on the planet with this weird shaped body. <laughs> it turns out it just happens to be that my eyes are where my eyes are and the mirror is where the mirror is and my body is where my body is. So I wasn't getting the right angle either. So I guess it'd be the angle of love for ourselves, but also the actual physical angle of what we see in the mirror isn't really what other people see. Thanks for that. That is so important for the listeners to hear because I'm sure there's hundreds of people listening to this episode thinking, well, why do those people not run away in terror when I walk into the room? <laughs> I know I had that thought a lot. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Coming from Los Angeles, which is like the most superficial capital of the world or one of them. <laughs> That statement is very funny. <laughs> hey, it was just something that was floating around in my brain for a few years, actually. So I got the impression of Godzilla when you said that. I was like, ah. It's funny because, uh, listeners, side note, you know that I do play live action role play. I'm not a nerd, but my kids are, so I join in. And uh, one of the competitors as I said, I'm not very tall, but I am quite wide. And one of the competitors called me a tank. And I said, why are you calling me a tank? Like trying to distinguish, was this a sledge or was it a compliment? Because <laughs> I had no idea. And he goes, mm -hmm. you know how tanks get going and then they take a long time to stop? He said, I know if I'm in your way, you're not going to stop. You're just going to go straight over the top of me. So I actually took that as a compliment. I went, yes, that's my superpower. I would take it as a compliment. Oh, I did. <laughs> Good. I'm pretty sure he was actually trying to sledge me, but 
I don't care. <laughs> well, then you got him back good, didn't you, by not taking it as such. Exactly. And I do say to people, you know, on the field, you're all 20 to 30 years younger than me and life hasn't begun to F with you yet and your body. So, you know what, let the old girl just do her thing and if I'm going to go over the top of you, that's your problem for being there. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Now, you do these podcasts and you do a whole lot more So I'm going to send the listeners to your website, which is www.talktomyangels.com. What can they find there? Well, I like to teach people intuitive development, which then opens up consciousness and brings in the rest. So I do have a free guide for learning how to use tarot to, to guide your daily life and to learn how to connect with the angels through the tarot so they can get a free tarot guide there. They can also connect to my YouTube channel where I do weekly readings and things like that. And um, if they want to book a session, they can book a session there with their reading or a hypnotherapy exploration. Great. Well, I have had so much fun chatting with you. Would you please join me for the next episode? Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure. Listeners, this was your episode 99. Coming up in episode 100, woo! we actually have Seth coming back talking about the miracle method. For now, listeners, thank you for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.